This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. How many ride the bus this far north? You're running away from something? Somebody broke in and trashed the house. Christy thought it was a ghost. I know you guys are freaked out, okay? How does it feel living in a haunted house? There's something here that would like to communicate with us. We're all ears. Speak up. To be continued. Something inhuman. Something that's taken a blasphemous form to attack my faith. There's, look, there's no other way. When I was a kid, there was a place. Am I talking to the spirit that's oppressing this family? Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, death scenes are always much more elaborate. And number three, if you want your sequel to become a franchise, never. Ever. All right, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorist podcast. With me is Laura. Hey there. And Greg. What's up? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how you guys doing? How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, recovering. Recovering? <laughs> recovering. <laughs> oh, you said we're recovering. You said we're recovering. Uh, yeah, recovering from this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, from this movie. Oh, I was like wondering what you were doing on your spare time that you had to recover from. But oh, okay, the movie. I like it. Nice. Uh, how's the gold room? How's the gold room tonight? Is it recovering too? Someone is. Uh, you know, it's good, <laughs> but I thought I spotted a, like a nun in the corner. So now I'm freaking out a little bit. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not as fun as the bear from last week. Uh, no, uh-huh. it's not as fun yeah. as the bear. Give me the bear any day. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'd mess with the nun. You know, I mess with the bear, but definitely not a nun. I'm not going to do that shit. Um, let's see, uh, what are we doing? So speaking of nuns, uh, this week we're doing, uh, 2016's The Conjecturing 2. This is our- Conjuring. Se- oh, sorry. Oh my God, I did it myself. <laughs> oh man, I did it our show. This is what we based our freaking uh, name on. It's so like, it's almost a, it's almost the same exact thing to me right now in my mind. It's almost harder to say conjuring than it is conjecturing. It, it is. is. We do yeah. have the opposite what? problem of most people. <laughs> That's so true. It's so true. Because we were just talking about before we started recording that like our original, our original logo was like the basis of like these movies. Uh, of the conjuring with the nun and the crooked man and Annabelle and everything like yeah. that. So it's just, it's almost like it's, it's just melded together in my mind, like conjuring, conjecturing, like it all is like the same exact thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that means I'm James Wan. I don't know, but, uh, that'd be pretty cool <laughs> if I'm James Wan, you know? Do, do you guys phones, uh, autocorrect anything that starts with C O N to just conjecturing? Oh, yes. And it yeah. even capitalizes. The yeah, C. me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even, even our phones know what's up. I know. Yeah. That's pretty right. cool. Yes. We're doing the conjuring two this week uh continuing our sequel september here we're getting almost to the end it's been super fun so far uh let's see so uh let's see what we're gonna be wearing tonight uh, this is gonna be a pretty interesting get-ups we have on tonight i think uh let's start with uh, let's start with laura save greg for last uh, we don't know what's actually going on with his but uh, uh laura what do you got going on tonight laura i'm dressed as lorraine and i'm actually wearing the same outfit i wore when we did the conjuring episode oh. many many episodes ago um i in that episode i wore kind of like a 60s 
late sixties, early seventies getup. And that still totally works for her. So I'm wearing the same white blouse and the little like gold, um, sewn vest. But what's different this time? Oh, and I curled my hair, which I never do. But this time I am holding my makeshift Bible, just a notebook where I've written, I slashed a big V on it. And in the back at the bar of the gold room, the nun <laughs> is just like following me. Just lingering so behind scared. you. Yeah. Lingering. I know. Would you, uh, <laughs> um, uh, like, would you actually do that to a real Bible, Laura, for the show? Would you do that no, to a real Bible? Of course not. No? no. I mean, you already got enough going on in your house. You're not about to deface, uh, a holy, holy shit. Holy exactly. Thing, yeah. Right? It would be holy shit for yeah. real. Yeah. For yeah. any, for any exactly. protection any type of spirit is helping you with right now, if you do that to the Bible, you're done for, you know? No. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure you know no. that for sure. I would definitely okay. not. Nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me go next in. Like, so we'll save Greg for less here. For me, I'm, uh, who am I? I'm Bill. What is his name? Bill Wilkins. I'm, I'm Bill Wilkins. Uh, I guess technically I'm Rob Wilkins tonight. Um, I have my wife's uh, sweater on, a shirt I had kind of looking a little, little older here. And then, uh, uh, Greg, do you want to describe, uh, my, my head and face? What I, what I got going on with it? <laughs> oh my God. Your, your head's in the clouds, man. So <laughs> Rob is. This, uh, he looks, you know, you look just like the guy from this movie. And if you mm-hmm. never saw him and you only heard his voice, you just, you personify that. It's, yeah. it's got like that knitted sweater, these evil cat, you know, these yellow <laughs> cat eyes, like your snarl looks like you want to, you know, steal every remote in the world. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a great picture. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shaved my head. I'm bald head tonight. Uh, got, oh, but man. I got a little bit, I got a little bit of gray hair on the sides. I'm the old person on the bod. So it made sense for me to be this old man of the group, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm Rob Wilkins tonight, everybody. So I just want to say for when we get into horrors question, uh, I just want to say, remember this image, uh, Laura, Greg. Okay. Cause we're, it's going to kind of be important. Okay. You didn't make us bald, right? No. <laughs> i'm just saying remember remember that okay uh all right let's go let's go to greg now because i honestly don't know what greg is or what's he doing uh greg what are you doing tonight yeah let me ask a real real quick question to laura okay do you guys remember when i i created our original logo and i told you that it was difficult to keep the the pictures of the conjuring characters on my phone because mm-hmm. i would look at my photo yes. library that would be the first thing that popped up like the crooked man right. or the nun. <laughs> i just <laughs> i want to know laura when you uh got valak in the back of the gold room here was it just instantly off of your phone after you did it or did you do uh, it on the computer i did it on the computer but if it were it would have been yes <laughs> but she did throw her computer in the dumpster afterwards it's gone <laughs> <laughs> and lit it on fire yeah. and it came back and it came back it's back now yeah that's true <laughs> all right look so i uh yeah I'm, I'm laura's counterpart tonight uh or laura lorraine um i am ed ed warren so i'm coming in with my nice pressed button-up shirt i've got a tie my little cross you know hanging around my neck um this guy is the man, the myth, the legend. He is a renaissance man. He, what can't this guy do? So he plays guitar. <laughs> oh, true. He sings. He sings Elvis. He serenades. He's, you yep. know, apparently a good husband. He's a painter. He's, he's Michelangelo. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's a, he's that's a plumber. Right. He's a carpenter. I mean, so I've got all the tools <laughs> in my hand. Even my, uh, my paintbrush and my socket wrench is forming like a little bit of a cross to, to keep the demons <laughs> oh. away. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And above all, uh, apparently I'm an exorcist. So uh, add that to the mix. Wow. I like it. I like it. Can you explain, though, why you are like filleting your microphone, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's up with that part, Greg. That's that's just singing, my friend. You put your lips very close to the tip of the mic. 
you, you make contact and you, you know, this is what, this is a characteristic of all great singers, uh, i.e. Elvis. You know, you have to make love to your art. You have to make love mm. to the, the sound the microphone. Equipment. Yeah, it comes across. So that's, uh. that's exactly what's going on here. Well, so. that's exactly what I was doing last week to that bear. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the same holds true to, uh, to things inside the studio or inside a dark room. Um, but, uh, but good job, man. Good job. I like it. Good outfits. Uh, this might be one of our best, I think, uh, you know, uh, three picture collages together. I think it's going to look really good and we get that on the socials. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, if anybody, uh, I don't think nobody's wearing any merch. I know. Oh, actually I am under everything. I am wearing the newest shirt, the one I designed. Oh, wow. And it is the horror movie watching oh, tea. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Good. good tea. Good tea. So, I love yeah, it. If, if anybody wants to check out the merch, check out tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing party. Go check it out there. Uh, let's see what we're drinking tonight now. See what we're drinking. I've already been having a couple of drinks myself here. I'm getting a little loose. Yay. Uh, so let me, uh, <laughs> let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right, so what are we what are we drinking tonight, Lorraine? <laughs> I love it. Yes, uh, again, a throwback to our Conjuring episode, episode number twenty seven. We are drinking a blackberry sage martini, sage for obvious reasons. Got to get rid of those demons. Uh, unfortunately, in episode twenty seven, I burned sage, but I think I burned the wrong kind <laughs> yeah. because uh, I definitely had a haunting that night. But anyway. This is easily a top three uh, pod cocktail for myself. It's really good. So I really highly recommend making it at home. If you want to do that, it is just gin, lime juice, some muddled blackberries, muddled fresh sage leaf, some club soda and some simple syrup. Nice. I like it. I've been drinking. I'm starting my second one. I've been drinking. Um, I'm stirring it with a little cross to give it a little extra. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't recommend doing that. No, no. no? Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Any well. kind of defiling of holy oh, objects is. Come on. I mean, uh, it's, it's not like I'm putting it in a, in an orifice or something like that, like an okay, exorcist, right. you know, come so, on. Oh my God. You know, it's, I'm just stirring my drink. I'm stirring my drink a little bit. Right. You know? right. Jesus made uh, wine back in the day. So they're pretty cool with alcohol. I think, you know, he was, he was all good with it, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that was actually uh, a line. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, Exodus right? four four one. Yeah, that's the that's the eleventh commandment. You know, Jesus right. made made wine. Drink up. You know, I'm pretty sure that was it. So we um, shall drink it. Yeah, we're drinking. We're drinking tonight. Hopefully, hopefully Laura's going to be okay uh, on this episode. Yeah, because I don't if, think I am. By no, the way. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, if anybody hasn't listened to our original Conjuring episode we reviewed mm. back on 27, uh, like we just said, like, Lord literally had a haunting while recording. You know, it's in the episode. If you don't want to just listen to the review, go back and listen to that. It's super fucked up and creepy. Um, it, it was, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what happens tonight. Maybe it's going to be me. Maybe I'm going to get defiled tonight. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so let's <laughs> Why do- is it defiled? <laughs> <laughs> come on with my luck come on now we know that <laughs> that's what they that's what they were calling Velek, by the way right the defiler oh yeah, that's true i'm screwed oh, i'm screwed guys all right well all right uh <laughs> let's see show news updates real fast uh, we just want to remind everybody listen if they like our show please rate review our podcast whatever platform you're listening to it on uh quick ad read this episode is sponsored by amazon music unlimited amazon music unlimited listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs on demand music which is always ad free and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips by signing up with our promo link you can get amazon music unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time so go to get amazon slash conjecturing pod to get started 
Uh, let's see. So let's keep going here. Previous show, previous show. Last week we did 2019's Doctor Sleep. Um, I was drunk. I was a little tipsy that episode too. Um, do you guys have anything you want to talk about in Doctor Sleep episode? Anything that came up? What do you think, Laura? Okay. So my husband and I took a day trip. We went to Sonoma. We went wine tasting and we went to this one winery we'd never been to. And we walked up. There was a hedge maze and they had actually turned it into a legit maze. You could go in for free, try to find your way out. I was wearing a hat because I don't usually wear hats, but I'm trying it out because like I said, I love Rose's aesthetic. It wasn't a top hat, but it was still a hat. And so we took a bunch of pictures there and then we went through the hedge maze after we had tons of wine and uh, it was very exciting. We for sure got lost and I beat my husband out. So I <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah. He's still there. I or? He's, still, he's still there. He's freezing. totally still there. He's frozen yeah, he's and he's frozen, frozen on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Was it because you were like, you know, coming up behind him and slashing him on the thigh with the, with the oh. blade or something? Or? You know what it was? He <laughs> actually him? knew he figured out how to go back the way we came in eventually. But right at that moment, I also realized I found another way out, like a shortcut. And so he, we kind of were like, I was like, you're a dumbass. I'm going to get out before you. And he was like, <laughs> no, you always go back out the way you came in. Like, you're crazy. But I beat him out. <laughs> <laughs> Laura just started astroplaning over the hedge maze into the air. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is cheating. Yeah. Speaking of special powers, you know, Laura, you picked astroplaning as yours as your ESP power. Um, and I, if you guys remember, I picked powder, you know, his power of, uh, <laughs> communicating with animals and exchanging empathy. I swear over this last week since we recorded, I've had more animal encounters like out in the wild than I have in my entire life. Holy like, shit. Birds have been flying closer to me. There's this lizard that comes out of the ivy at work every day. And he's been like greeting me on the sidewalk, it seems. Um, and <laughs> these, uh, there have been a few rabbits that have come out, um, of hiding you're, when you're I. You're Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I know. I've become powder, powder Doolittle. Yeah. I know. You're, you're, I was going to say, I was going to, I didn't want to say it when we started recording, but you're looking a little paler this week, man. You're looking a little pale. You know? <laughs> a little pasty. <laughs> a little pasty, man. You know, be careful there, man. I don't know. I wanted to, uh, yeah, I wanted to come as powder this episode but i didn't want to appropriate any uh oh my god that's probably true that's probably true wow well keep us updated man keep us updated let us know if you actually have powers that'd be pretty sweet for the pod and uh, Mm -hmm. we can use it for our advantages that'd be pretty sweet for the pod (laughs) i come in i'm like ratty ass i got birds in my hair (laughs) oh Oh, man that'd be awesome that'd be awesome whenever we go to horror conventions you definitely be leading the way for us man with all your animals on you and shit um funny all right well on to this week like i said we're doing conjuring two this week uh this was conjecture choice by Kristen w laura do you want to say what that was about yeah this is actually one of my good friends Kristen. what up k10 but anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> she she actually recommended this because the third conjuring was about to come out and i think she just really wanted us to get to that and i was just so happy that she had uh, submitted this as a conjecture choice because when we came up with sequel september i was like well duh this is like our namesake so we have to do it that's true that's true that's true yeah uh yeah okay uh before we get into more of before we get to the actual review here let's do our horrorish uh segment of the week this week i have for you guys I got a question for you guys. We got a question for you guys. Like I said, remember my image of uh, of Bill Wilkins, Rob Wilkins with his bald head and fucked up face and all that shit. Uh, This is going to be for you guys here. So so the question I I had for you guys is I'm bringing back an old game. We haven't done this in a long time. A game? Uh, You said it was a question. Question slash game. It's it's one question. It's one thing. I just want to hear your guys' answers. 
but I'm bringing back um, what we titled "Screw Stay or Slay." Oh my um, god! So, <laughs> which which if nobody listening doesn't know what that is, it's it's fuck Mary kill, but we retitled it our own. So we got we got screw. <sighs> we got screw. We got the. <laughs> I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. Yeah, stop it. We got, stop it. We got stay. Stop it. It's still going. <laughs> well, it's after the wedding. Uh, you guys. <laughs> and we have slay. And we got slay. So you got screw, stay, and slay. So I'm going to give you guys three options from this movie. And you have to pick which one you're going to screw, stay, or slay. So uh, right up front, like I said, you got Bill Wilkins in this movie. <laughs> old, old, decrepit balls, you know, in there. Um, then you have the nun. You got the nun in this movie. Laura is super scared of her, so I don't know what she's doing there. And then lastly, you got the crooked man. You got a trifecta in this movie. I thought it'd be so easy just to be like, who's going to do what to who and why? So Laura's mouth, I can't tell if the screen is frozen. It's just open right now for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what do you think? Let's let, let's let uh, Laura, do you want to go first, Laura? I would like you to go first because you've had to- time to think about this. <laughs> yeah, I motherfucker. Haven't, I haven't even thought about it. I just wanted to see your guys' answers. Um, For me, oh my goodness. Let's see. So screw stairs. So, so who am I going to screw? Oh, man. I guess, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to screw the nun. I guess oh I'm gonna screw. <laughs> you picked Laura's opposite choice. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna screw the nun. I'm already stirring my my drink with the crucifix, so uh, maybe I can use that in the act or something like that, you know. So I'm gonna screw the nun. So I'm doing that. Um, and then uh, let's see. So like, <laughs> so then I got stay or slay. Oh my god! Actually, I didn't think this through farther. Um, I guess I'm gonna <laughs> stay. You know something? I'll stay with uh, with Bill. I'll stay with Bill. You know, he doesn't have that much longer to live, I don't think. Typically, you know? He's dead! Aww, he's he's dead. dead! He lives eternally, Rob, so okay. joke's on you. Well, I mean, actually, yeah. That, yeah, that one's going to suck because we're going to be fighting over the remote a lot. Um, and then I guess, I guess lastly, then I'm going to have to slay the crooked man. I'm going to slay the crooked man. Uh, so he's out of it. Uh, I have to slay him. So he's not... <laughs> making it any farther uh oh my god are, thank you for not using my soundbite on that this time by <laughs> I the way i couldn't find it i deleted it i don't know where <laughs> Wait, which went. one was yours which one was yours oh uh, don't make me do it again i know your tricks <laughs> i don't i honestly have no idea what was it Let's i did like a e e e with like wow. you know oh, that looked right, really right. dirty okay. <laughs> thank god we don't have video <laughs> I'll, I'll still clip that and put it on twitter no. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, let's. Uh, what do you think, Laura? Screw, stay, or slay? All right. What, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm killing the nun. Nope. You're killing, killing Alec. Her. You're killing Alec. Yeah. She's out. She's out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Quick and easy. Hopefully. <sighs> Did you paint a picture first? To paint a painting? No. No. Okay. All right, all right. I think I'm gonna stay with Wilkins because we kind of find out at the end that he just was looking for his family. You know, like. <laughs> He was he was just a pawn yeah. in Valak's game. He, I don't think he was really mm-hmm. that like mean of a guy, but he's really <laughs> old. That's fine. You know, we don't have to have a sexual relationship. We'll just be married <laughs> people who don't Separate talk beds. to each other. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Separate floors. Oh, so that means I have to just do a one and done with Crooked Man. I hope not everything's <laughs> crooked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, stop, Laura. Don't get so excited, Laura. Come on. Uh, I'm not. Oh, well. <laughs> Horrible. Is he going to make him keep his top hat on or he's going to take the hat off? What you think? Whatever. I would like, like, probably just be matter. fully blacked out for this experience. So, 
<laughs> I hope everything's not crooked. That's a good one, Laura. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely a t-shirt. <laughs> it's just a crooked man's face. <laughs> his whole body with his oh, lanky his legs okay, right. and it says i hope it, i hope not everything is crooked <laughs> that's awesome you gotta get on that one laura that's a good one. Oh man uh, what about you greg where, where are you going here man i have no idea what you're gonna think of i mean all these well, options no, no, no laura like i'm on the laura game plan here so it's we're screwing crooked man he's tall he's lanky he's got he could probably get those angles in there i don't know what he's gonna do with that umbrella but um i'm sure it'll be entertaining he can uh, for sure stick those legs behind his head. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow. He is a limber I, fella. I wasn't expecting that much detail from Craig. Wow. I thought that was going to be one of my answers. Wow. Um, yeah, then you got to marry Bill. He's a committed guy. Like you said, Laura, he wow. came back from the dead to, to his home. He's uh, he's all about the household. Ringing bells. Um, bells. And then, wow. God, you gotta, you gotta kill Balak. That's just, yeah. it's, it's the most <laughs> horrifying thing you've ever seen. <laughs> that Man, I can't believe, I, I feel like I should change my answers. I can't believe I'm banging Balak. What yeah, did I, do? I can't believe it either. I can't You're believe it as well. Freaking yeah. weird. Oh, man. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I regret my decisions, all of them, I think. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But if anybody wants to email us in, let us know who they would screw, stay, or slay. Uh, Mom, if you have idea, please don't email in the answers. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you can email us, conjecturingpod at Gmail, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod, or leave us a voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Oh, man, that was fun. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So now it's time to uh, get to our movie. Let's conjure up a sequel and get to our movie this week. Uh, movie title, like we said, Conjuring 2. Uh, 2016 film director James Wan, of course. I mean, the guy's done freaking everything. Saw movies, Conjuring Universe, Insidious. Uh, he did the most recent, uh, was it Malignant? Malignant? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it, Laura? Which I still haven't yep. seen yet. I, my God, I feel like I can't even go on Twitter for the past like week. Uh, people talking about this constantly. It's freaking crazy. I know I want to watch it, but I did watch the movie. Mm. What did you, I, I feel like I don't even want to ask you questions because I, I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. It might be, I don't know. Maybe we'll have like a bonus uh, episode. We could sneak in here about the movie because I feel like it's so divisive. I do want to say the one thing and that's you have to see it to be able to understand how you feel about it. You can't take anybody yeah. else's opinion. It's definitely a polarizing movie, which is definitely one of the main things we lean to when we try to pick some movies sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, yeah, I almost watched it the other night too, but something came up. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So if anybody listening, if they see a bonus episode pop in of that, maybe we'll do just a small, like, no notes, just a little 30 minute discussion about what the fuck's going a on with this pop movie. A bonus. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, budget of this movie, Conjuring 2, $40 million, which is pretty standard for a, you know, horror movie. Uh, box office though, $321 million. Ooh. I mean, geez, that's like all the monies. Oh my goodness, like so all much money, money for the so much money for this movie. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. Um, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? So some have claimed that the real Janet Hodgson Hodgson? Am I saying that right? That looks right. Close enough, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that she is a gifted ventriloquist or has the power to manipulate voices. And she has actually admitted to faking some of the events. She revealed that around 2% of the haunting, I mean, quote unquote, 2% was phony during an interview with the That's television. such a ridiculous percentage, by the way, to, to, yeah. to throw out. Be like, by the way, guys, out of all the things that happened, 2% of it was phony. Like that's something people who fake 
50% of it would say, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And actually, a lot of these facts will sound pretty familiar to you guys, um, both from our Conjuring episode and from when we did The Exorcist. But on the first day of shooting for this movie, a priest was brought in to bless the set. Nice. And actually, furthermore, um, a, a cinema that was about to have a showing of The Conjuring 2 had a poster that said, Warning, the film you are about to see is psychologically and emotionally disturbing. People who have attended early screenings of the film have complained about many unusual circumstances that they have experienced after seeing the film. That's so over the top. Holy shit. All right. Okay. Uh, Laura, you want to do cast? Yeah. Uh, so we've got Patrick Wilson. He plays Ed Warren and Vera Farmiga back as Lorraine Warren. Madison Wolf is Janet Hodgson. Frances O'Connor plays her mom, Peggy Hodgson. And then we've got the beautiful Bonnie Aarons as the <laughs> demon num, nun, num, <laughs> nun, Velak. Velak. Yeah, she, she was numb after I got down with her, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She is a she is very beautiful. She's a, a beautiful person, so she belongs yeah. in the the beautiful people, the beautiful people. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think we're allowed to to talk about Marilyn Manson. Anymore. Wait, we can't. Do, don't you think she kind of ha- resembles? Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a creeper now, man. I mean, more oh, creeper I, than he was before. But yeah, oh, I didn't on, know that. I just man, I'm I'm behind the times. You are, man. You don't know what's going oh, on. Oh shit! No, yeah. I, I think all the, all the all, all the juju's going to you now, Greg. Sorry. You're gonna oh get, man, you're, you're oh, going to get taken over tonight. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I Greg. Do, I got to do my Marilyn. Manson research ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, you probably should have done that, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Laura, you want to do synopsis? Yeah, so this movie takes place a few years after the first movie, and it's once again based based on true events, based on a real story uh, of the Warrens who got called to help a family that lived in in England. And what was happening is it was a single mom with her four children and her uh, second oldest daughter. You know, she brings a Ouija home board. Or, I can't talk tonight. Oh, my gosh. You got the, you got, the you got the crooked man in your mouth. Get him out of there, Laura. Come on. I got the crooked man in my mouth. Get out of there, crooked man. Come on. We're trying to do a pod here. Be <laughs> professional. sound bite. Oh, my wait, God. <laughs> wait till Laura's done to get up in that. Hang on. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, where was I? Yes, she brought a Ouija board home, but we don't really know how this happens. But basically, she becomes possessed. Different about this movie is is that they can't get proof that this is happening. They're not really seeing a lot. Um, they can't get hard evidence for the church on camera. And apparently, this story, you know, based on the real events, most people thought it was a hoax. They thought the girls were making it up. So it's just really interesting to kind of watch this unfold as a movie. And then also wonder on the side, like, what do you guys think? Like, I can't wait at the end to hear about that. True, true, true. Uh, let's see. Uh, so let's just start where we normally start. Let's start with the opening, uh, you know, intro setup of this movie. Pretty much the Amityville cold open oh. to this movie. Uh, Greg, do you want to start? What did you think of the cold open of this movie? You know, in hindsight, I'm a, I was a little bit confused in how it ties into the story, but I think it, it makes sense. Like the whole point is to bring you into another serious case. Like Ed and Lorraine Warren had tons of cases over the years, but the only ones worthy of making a, a movie are these ones that uh, tie into very popular horror stories, like the Amityville horrors. This scene actually kind of sets up her struggle over doing what she does. Mm-hmm. So she, her job is to go into the past, go into the spiritual realm 
and communicate with ghosts and communicate with events that happen. You see this actually in Conjuring 3. So it gives you an idea of how hard it is to actually do this and how much she's sacrificing for the people that she's trying to save. So I don't know. It, it was good to kind of connect with her and her struggle. Whereas in the first Conjuring, it was pretty much just about the family and uh, the Warrens were there to help. So this was kind of like giving some background into their backstory. So I liked that. It was a cool uh, cool opening. Nice. Uh, what about you, Laura? What did you think of the opening of this movie? I liked it too, but I will say that I, I do kind of agree with a lot of people that didn't like it because it is kind of confusing. Like Greg said, like, why are we talking about Amityville? That's not what the story is about. Um, I know that people were just generally confused by the intro. I was too, but you know, the Amityville, the the real story, the movies, the original and the remake, they've always been so horrifying to me that of course now James Wan gets his hands on it. And that like few minutes was just so horrifying. The way that Vera Farmiga is like cocking the gun, pretending to be the Lutz father. Mm. I just was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm there. This is just so messed up. Uh, it was just so dark and horrifying. Yeah. So I really liked it because already I was like, I'm scared. I'm not yeah. even into the story and I am scared. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what people were confused about, though, because to me, it's the same exact thing as the first movie. It opens with an Annabelle cold open and then you get into the movie. There's no connection, so I don't, I don't understand why people were confused. Yeah, but I mean, Annabelle became its own thing. This this was something different, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I really dug the opening. I really love just the opening shot of the... It's like a tree outside the window, and then it pulls back, and then you're in the double windows. And you know right away, right when you see those double windows oh, from the Amityville, oh, yes. you know where you're at. So I really love that. I mean, I'm going to talk a lot about James Wan's directing this movie. I think he's just such a genius director. But just that, that, that pullback of going through the windows you know where you're at and then it pull and then it has it on the screen amityville and you're like oh shit and just the way that just the way that even it sh it it cuts with every shot she takes it doesn't like mm -hmm. show like the bullet but it just yes. cuts, it hard cuts to like blood splatter and i thought it was just like such a good idea to do that because it's so jarring in those moments um, and then of course you have the nun at the end you know creepily in the basement like lurking around there and you're like what the <laughs> hell is happening you know it's oh. so it's so creepy, yeah. I mean, because I, because when I originally started tried to watch this movie for the first time a couple of days ago, like I, it was like late. It was like I couldn't sleep at night. I got done editing. I tried going to bed. It was like two in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch The Conjuring two now. And I got to this opening. I'm like, all right, I can't fucking do this shit. I'm too scared of this opening. You know, so I ended up watching it the next day, like during the day and shit. Because this opening is just so fucking creepy. And there's also that little kid that leads uh leads her to the basement with his wide eyeballs. And I'm just like, oh fuck this shit. Oh right, you know? yeah, the family. Basically. So so freaking creepy so freaking creepy um but, but what did you guys think beyond that now of the london opening you know because after that point it pretty much cuts to like a london opening of this movie which should be the family now you're getting into the family uh what did you think of that greg actually i really really love this um i think it's so easy to to overproduce um a, a shot and make it look modern but that whole english montage w w yeah. had actually such great editing they start off by playing this like 1970s british punk rock music very reminiscent of the time and then it cuts back and forth between actual footage what looks like actual historic footage of um of london you know about maybe 40 50 years ago um, and the people on the streets and just, and then they go back and forth between actual footage and, um, film footage that they're using in the movie. And then they slowly taper off the actual footage. So it's like a very gradual, uh, transition where you get a flavor of kind of where we are, uh, which was great. And then of course it opens up with Janet. She's the daughter. She's chilling outside with her friend. 
her friend's smoking a cigarette, and she kind of hands it to her, and that's when the teacher comes out. And it was funny. I actually laughed pretty hard. I don't know why. It wasn't that funny, but <laughs> I laughed a lot. When the teacher, she scolded them, sent them back inside, and then she took this long drag <laughs> of the cigarette. I felt like that's definitely something that probably happened back then. It kind of just gives you a vibe of this time period. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Laura? What did you think of like the London opening of this movie? I agree i also loved it loved how they played a beatles song somewhere in there i'm like all oh, right this is great i'm just gonna rock out the soundtrack <laughs> no but you know the the thing that it's different but the same but the thing that they have in common between conjuring one and conjuring two is that these families they're average families there's nothing special about them but they're both so endearing to me oh yeah there's just, the, I think, you know, in the first Conjuring, they were just so lovey-dovey with each other. So that was pretty endearing to me. And in this one, that's not the case, but it's just so relatable. Like this, she's a single mom. She has four kids, you yeah. know, they, you know, they go to school, they come home. You can tell that they live in like maybe not as great of a house as the rest on the block or just, you could tell she's struggling and you just feel for this family. And these kids seem so well-behaved and they're just good people, these kids. And, you know, I already, you know, that it's the one girl because you see it on the movie poster. You know, we've seen the previews, the trailer, and it's like, damn, she is so ordinary. She's just like the sweet, nice girl. So I was really drawn by that. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Yeah, I really dig like the music, the London yeah. music. To me, it just it puts you like in the <laughs> <What>? time. <laughs> Like it, I know yeah. for the person, I usually hate music and movies, but, uh, yeah, to me, it just, it really like made me, it, it entrenched me in the movie and entrenched me mm -hmm. in this setting. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I was there for the rest of this movie. So I think I, I thought it was a great choice to actually put that montage with the music, like setting up, like, this is where we're going. We're going somewhere different now, you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really dug that in that opening. Like you said, Laura, just setting up them as just like a regular family. I thought it was a smart idea yeah. too. Like you, you, you feel for them you care for them within the first like you know 10 minutes of this movie which is the points um especially with the little boy being like where are the biscuits and my mom's <laughs> like we can't afford the biscuits it's just like heartbreaking to be like oh man you know like that's so sad and his brothers yeah. and sisters you could tell they're very close to each other and i love that oh, the way that the sisters too. and the brother were walking out of school there was that bully making fun of the, the son but then they were sticking up for him yeah i don't know i just i really like that it made you feel like they're a very close-knit bunch of siblings and then mm -hmm. when they go home to the mom who's like struggling and honestly you said four kids it seemed like they had six kids at one point <laughs> just because they're yeah. running around you can't keep track of what they're all doing and it that just kind of adds to the chaos and yeah, you just really feel bad for it. And it, and it kind of reminded me of what um, there was a line in there where Ed says that the demons, they'd like to beat you when you're down. Yeah. So that kind of like plays into this um, idea of like an ordinary family. You know, she can't pay rent and she's having problems. And that's where the demon attacks because it's, it probably feels like, you know, she's weak. The whole family is like a weak uh, core. So it, it went for them. So very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think like the... The first movie, this movie, I mean, it's exactly the same story. You know, you have, mm -hmm. you have the cold open. You have, we're going to be with the, the new family now for 20, 30 minutes. Then the Warrens are going to come and solve it. And it's like, it's exactly the same story, but like how they go about it, I think is, is interesting. Um, I mean, especially I feel like this had way more jump scares way more things that are happening than the first movie i mean i i made notes i mean my notes were like five pages long of of all wow. the all the things that are happening all the paranormal experiences whether it just starts small of 
her waking up in the living room and it does that noise of like that whoosh, like a whoosh sound. Um, you know, little things like that building up to bigger things. But, um, I wanted to ask you guys, like getting into like the paranormal stuff a bit here. Um, you guys want to spot out any paranormal things you want to talk about as far as like stuff goes? It's a lot of the movie. It's the first 45 <laughs> minutes is really the opening setup of the paranormal stuff with them, you know, with, with the, with the daughter and this and that. Laura's just shaking her head right now. Um, <laughs> It's funny. I want to talk about this movie, but I also don't want to talk about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I do want to shout out. I love the, the, the first night. It kind of goes to the first night of the family going to bed. And James Wan does his tracking shot, his famous tracking shot where it's going through the rooms. The camera is like flowing through the rooms. All the kids are getting ready for bed. It's going like into the kids' tents. All, really showing you the house every yeah. setting you're going to be in and you're going to fucking shit yourself through all these settings. But right. I just love the famous <laughs> James Wan tracking shot. He did it in the first movie where the camera's flowing through the house as everybody's setting up mm-hmm. their furniture. I just made a note of that. I love, I love every time he does that in all his movies. Um, what about you, Greg? Did you want to shout out anything kind of this opening scary stuff a bit? Not getting all the, of it, man. All, all of it. it. <laughs> There's 150% of the content in this movie is, is horrifying because it's in the house. It's in furniture. It's around corners that places that you see every day mm. um you know every you know at, every night you walk up you go to bed you turn off the light you get a drink of water you go to the restroom whatever it is you're seeing all of that in this movie um anytime they turn the corner and there was like a the guy in the chair or you hear a noise down the way or there was that that shot where the boy looks out the window and the swing is kind of moving yeah i mean i feel like that's just something that you could see while you're just doing your dishes and you look out the window and something's moving so he turns a lot of these ordinary uh events that you would experience around the house into hauntings which is it's really scary um and some of them are obviously a lot more creative and extravagant than others i thought the that animation wheel thing it, the cr- i looked the it up band toy yeah it's actually called a uh, uh i can't, i'm going to fuck up this pronunciation fun akistoscope oh wow that type of device or toy yeah where it, it animates something by spinning it in circles wow um, i thought that was really interesting because we used to do play with those all the time when we were kids we used to like make our own and if you fucker send that to me i am done with this pod <laughs> i know I, I made a note of like when they show that quote-unquote toy I was like, this thing is horrifying looking. I know yeah. it's the seventies and they don't have a lot of money. And I mean, uh, I don't know. What was the, did they have Pong even back then? Is Pong before the seventies? I don't know what fucking toys they would have back then, but I feel like you gotta have something more than that creepy ass fucking toy. You know, just oh looking at it, it looks so messed up. But wait, what was worse? This toy or the music box from Conjuring One? The one where you mm. crank it and you look in the mirror. Mm. They're Man. about on. They're same plane. Pretty similar. I, I mean, I think the music box actually. Do you think the music box is creepy? Because it has a mirror in it. Anything with a mirror, oh, like don't true. sign me up for that. You know, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I do like that. Just all the stuff in the first like thirty minutes setting up the family. It's all just setting up the scares for later. It's introducing you to the toy. It's introducing you to the fucking teepee. You know, whatever you want to call it, tent. You know, introducing that little setting, which is fucking creepy. I don't know why anybody would have that. Uh, my son had one. <laughs> my son had it when I threw it away last night, and the garbage is gone now. Uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not messing around with that shit anymore. Threw away all his fire trucks. He doesn't have any fire trucks anymore. I'm not going to mess with that shit. I think if if, if your kid built constructs something that generates a shadow more than two feet in radius, that's that's too much shadow no. for me. Take it down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Before we go to bed. I was going to ask you guys though, the, uh, when it, when they do do the, uh, fire truck sequence, the opening fire truck sequence with the little boy and he slides it into the tent and it comes back out. And then I can't remember if he gets close to it and all you hear is this like scream. Did you guys jump like I did, like off your couch? I jumped so many times in this movie. So yes. <laughs> so uh, and this yes. wasn't even, this was not even the worst one. It's like, not. It's not. Oh no. my mm-hmm. God. I, I feel like this has become a theme, but. I am making these noises during really scary scenes. (laughs) And one of the noises I made during this movie was I had my hands up to like my chest, almost like a TP. (laughs) And I just started vibrating. (laughs) And I just was like, (laughs) like it was being electrocuted. (laughs) Oh man, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. (laughs) This is why we have to do watch parties. I know, that's true. I know. Yeah. You have to try to post that somehow of your vibrations. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that's so funny. Uh, let's see. What are we going to talk about here now? Um, well, let's talk about, let's talk about now the, uh, the, the Warrens now, like their little intro, you know, they're on like a TV show trying to defend themselves of what they do. Um, getting a little bit of them in their home uh, a bit. Uh, you know, like you said, Ed is a amazing painter. He can fucking paint whatever he wants, I guess, apparently. What do you guys think of the Warrens, like, two little setups before they get to London? What do you think, Laura? I kind of like this edition. Uh, it, I feel like it went with the whole theme of that this could be a hoax later on and that media is so heavily involved. Mm. So I like how they started that story with the Warren being on TV and, like, defending their work and, you know, their this is their life and people basically saying that they're a bunch of phonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. And I thought it was super cute that, you know, Ed was getting mad and he wasn't even like that mad. And she's like, honey, like, calm down. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. Like, this is making me mad. I thought that was just super cute. I love them. I think their chemistry. I know I've talked about this a million times over, but their chemistry is just so spot on every time they're together, every movie. And yeah, I just love them. They never, they never fuck it up for me ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Greg? The, the Warren's kind of opening stuff they do in this movie. Um, yeah, it's a good setup. Uh, it's again, in the beginning, you're still trying to put the pieces together. Like, why are we looking at this story here? Why are we looking at one across the Atlantic ocean? What's going to bridge together? But eventually they, they get around to telling you. So it's, it's cool. Um, these two are just freaking sweethearts, though. I mean, every time they had a moment, I said to myself, "Oh, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. they they never miss." There was um, what was it? Because they have to spend a couple of nights when they first get to to London in this family's house, but then they're in twin beds. And so he says something along the lines like, "I don't think I can sleep this far away from you." And she goes, she kind of looks at him very like, "Well, you're gonna. It'll give you something forward to, you know, something to look forward to when we go home." And it was like they're all about business and like spirituality and piousness, and it's like cute to see them kind of have these moments where they actually endear, you know, toward each other. And it's just, I I love their connections like throughout this entire movie. And that's actually kind of like a parallel track. You're, you know, you're watching the family, but you're also watching Ed and Lorraine almost go through these difficult situations in their life and every time it seems to make them stronger right and closer together which is like i don't know it just feels like uh life goals right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean speaking of closer together i did want to ask you guys because i had this thought in that bed scene greg do you think the warrens bang regularly guys do you think they just Why i mean they're, they're so in love with each other you can tell that but do you think they just get down like crazy or do you think they're super religious so i don't know 
if it's like, oh, we only bang on Saturdays or something like that. I don't know how that works, but uh, what, what why do does that make them religious? Do religious people only bang on Saturdays? This <laughs> makes no sense I to me. I, I don't know. It's just something I, I pondered in my head of like, you know, when do they get down? How do they do it? You know, they're definitely, I don't think, doing anal. I don't think that that's definitely oh forbidden. God. That's definitely forbidden uh, from the church. It's the forbidden fruit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do you think, Laura? Do they get down? How how much? How long? <laughs> I can't follow any anal talk. Come on, let's stop. <laughs> Especially how Greg calls it the forbidden fruit. No. Yeah, no. come on. Uh, no, no, Laura. You're not yeah, gonna, okay. they bang. They yeah. they like. They've been married for how many years? They have this serious. Well, okay. There's, there's two. There's actually, this is a two parter right here. Okay. Oh, I am, yeah. 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 All right. Forbidden fruit comes in twos. First yeah. of all, they are so in love. <laughs> They've been married for so long together for so long. And the fact that they still show it and it's just so visceral. Hell yeah. They bang. But also the work they do is so serious. That, yeah. It's so taxing. And granted, you're probably really exhausted after doing something like that. But I actually think. Going through something like that every time they go through it, I can see them having these like crazy bangerang episodes afterwards because it's just like what bang-a-rang. we just experienced together was really intense. Yeah, you almost have to imagine that it makes like every day more precious because you don't know when like a demon's gonna yeah take your soul or something. But right? like we almost died, so let's bang like we've never banged before. <laughs> you know. And like, I, we're not going to do it again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause we had, I forget what episode we had. We, we actually had this discussion on the original Conjuring episode of like, with the, not, not of Ed and Lorraine, but the husband oh. and wife in that movie of like, how can the husband ever like, you know, bang his wife again after she's been, well, but, no. but it's the same as this though. Like really like after everything they went through, say in the first Conjuring movie, you know, of like seeing all these demons and the ladies hanging herself and shit, like how, how does Ed and Lorraine go home and he's just like, Hey, you want to like have a roll in the hay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's it, you know what I mean? Wouldn't you just be like, I literally cannot look at you right now because Wait. I can't see anything else. But neither one of them was possessed. So they're not seeing each other in a bad way. And it's always a happy ending. So they go home and they're like, let's <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, definitely I, a happy ending. No, I think that, look, it, it goes, it goes both ways, though, Rob. Like, let's mm-hmm. look at, honestly, like, Laura, if you woke up let's and your husband it. was painting a, 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 a full-blown detailed picture of Valak on a canvas. Divorce. It's, I'd that's be like, you're immediate out. divorce, you're right? Out. Yeah. He, he becomes unbangable at that point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Unbangable. Yeah. Uh, maybe he paints her like Titanic. He paints her like Jack, you know? That's what he does in his spare time. I don't know. I don't know. It's I just can't not- believe <laughs> You tied this together. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Let's stop talking about Ed and Lorraine banging each other. I guess apparently, even though, even though that's all I thought like about one of your French nuns. Go down this this route. All right, I don't, I don't know. It was just it was, it was beamed into my mind. You know, I can't. I guess let's keep going. Let's keep going here. <laughs> Laura can't believe it. You know, even though I'm not, she shouldn't be surprised. Um, let's see what we're we gonna talk about next here. Oh, let's talk about like more of the paranormal stuff, I guess. Then, unless you want to talk about characters acting, you want to get about talk about a little bit of acting then uh, of some of these um uh the other supporting characters. We know Ed and Lorraine are so solid in this movie. They're so good. But what do you guys think of the mom and the kids in this movie? This movie is really kid based. What do you think, uh, Laura? Pretty solid. I don't really, I mean, no one stands out where I'm like, that scene was incredible. I've never seen another kid do anything like that before. No, I don't have any examples like that, but I have no complaints. I mean, I thought it was very believable at all. And I mean, everybody. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Like the other actors in this movie? 
Yeah, I thought the girl that played Janet did a really, really good job. There's the scene where she's talking to Lorraine and um, just basically like spilling her guts how how bad she feels because she's essentially ostracized from all of her friends. And she says something along the lines of, oh, I've got no friends. And then she – so Lorraine seemed to be the only person that's trusting her. And like I don't know. The, the way that she acted that, it felt very believable that she would slowly develop some trust toward Lorraine. And then there, she asks her a question. She's like, you know, I know what it's like to experience what you're experiencing. And then she starts asking her questions about where's the voice coming from? Is it coming from within? And she says something like, I feel like it's talking from behind me. You guys remember that? So yeah. I just the way that she delivered it, it was so scary. It just almost made me think of how terrifying it would be at, to be possessed. Like if your body was just like a puppet and then like a demon speaking through you and doing things through you, it just... I think she just delivered that that role so well. And, of yeah. course, having to do these demonic voices and motions and expressions, I, I can't imagine that's easy. Um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's my like main scene for her as the actor when she has to like, you know, embody Bill for the first time when she's getting interviewed on on camera by the other TV reporters and that other uh, paranormal guy that comes. Um, when she does the voice, she does like a snarl at one point, like oh, a, right. like a growl almost. And that's when I'm like, they, you, that was a really good take. You did that really well. The other kids in this movie are kind of like, whatever. Like, you know, I feel like nobody's like super great. Nobody's horrible though. Like the, the, the two little boys are just kind of like whatever in this movie. Um, but she is super solid and it makes sense. She's like almost the main character in this movie. Yeah. But what do you guys think about the paranormal guy, the mom, uh, that other chick that tries to like tell them that they're, they're bullshitting? Uh, did any, <laughs> uh, any of them like stand out at all to you guys? I think they just, they did what they needed to do. Yeah. You know? They didn't steal the show, but I, they weren't meant to. So That's yeah, there was okay. a touching moment with the, the engineer where originally I think he was supposed to be a skeptic, but once he saw what he saw, he kind of turned to his uh, sentiment. But there was a scene where he started talking about his daughter that died. And oh, yeah. one of the reasons why he was yeah. really into the story is because he wanted some type of closure from that happening. And I don't know. I think I really felt that that was a really sad moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't really go back to it or, t you know, touch on how he incorporated this experience with, you know, trying to get closure over, you know, his uh, his child's death. But it was a very touching moment. I thought he did a pretty good job in this. And he has got very striking features. I think he's the most noticeable yeah. person to me. Every time he pops up in the scene, he looks like, you know, Albert Einstein or something. It's, mm -hmm. it's really <laughs> totally. cool. That's funny. I did like that scene for him giving him somewhat of a backstory. So he's not just like a nameless guy just there yeah. for one reason. I actually did like that a lot. Um, let's okay. see. What about, uh, let's see. Let's do, let's do more of the scares and let's talk about some of your guys' biggest scares after that point. You're, you're, you're away from the opening setup scares of this movie. You're into like the horrible shit now or you talk about the crooked man or fucking none or fucking the five scenes with bill fucking wandering around in his house coat and shit Ooh. um let's see where do you want to start laura what scared you what got you what made you vibrate what do you think oh man well first of all any <laughs> scene with valak got me so bad especially scenes where she's her shadow is walking around the walls of the room and then she's in the painting and she runs towards you through Good the sequence. painting. I mean, I think this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Truly. It's horrible. But you know what random scene with Bill got me? <laughs> and I made a crazy noise again. Was when Ed is, you know, down in the basement trying to fix the pipe because the washing oh, machine is really? no longer working. <laughs> yeah, this is so stupid. 
I think it's everything with water. You guys, you're right. Like a pool right. or whatever. It's just anything with water. But he's trying to fix it. And, you know, the mom is standing off to the side and she can kind of see a shadow. And so she starts calling out to him like, oh, watch out, watch out. So you are just like, it's behind him. It's behind him. But she looks down and all of a sudden it's Bill's face coming up through the water. Right. And he makes like a, ah, and I <laughs> fucking freaked out. I mean, I had every light on. It's, you know, like I'm under a blanket. I, the movie's not that loud. And I literally am like shaking in my blanket. Like, this is so scary. <laughs> Did you do that TP motion with your hands again? <laughs> no. Okay. That's funny. That's funny. I was going to ask, like, I, I don't know if I need to ask Greg this, uh, but do you, either of you guys take baths at all? Do you take like baths? <laughs> Did you say you have to I ask do. me this? Well, I feel like I don't know. I feel like, I feel like guys don't take baths. So I feel like I don't know if I need to ask you that. But Laura, uh, do, do you feel nervous taking a bath now for watching this bill scene? No. You said you have a no. thing with water. You don't get scared, like just in standing bodies of water. Well, now that you've, uh, you've unlocked a new fear in Laura's head now, um, Rob, <laughs> she's like, now I, now I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, let us know if anything happens in your bathtub, Laura. Um, right. what's it called? Uh, what, what about, what about you, Greg? Did you want to spot out no, any? I don't take baths. No. You don't... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, why aren't guys allowed to take baths? You know I mean, my husband doesn't, but that's because yeah, he's it's too just... tall for our, our bathtub is so tiny and he's six four, so he doesn't fit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, why don't guys take baths? I, I don't know. It's it. just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't. It, just, I don't know. it seems inefficient, but at the same time, it looks like the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so ah, there know. is an episode of Friends that talks about this. I'm going to send oh, it to you, Greg. All right, where back. Chandler learns to love the bathtub. Yeah, it'll be on our next game we do in the future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, would any of the scares get you specifically? You want to point out, point out any? Yeah, two things. The first one is seeing Valak at the end of the hallway for the first time. Where the, where the oh, girl says... Oh, you know I hate long hallways, dude. Oh, it that got was me. the worst. Long, I, I didn't realize how much I hated long hallways until this scene. She's you know looking up at Lorraine and her mom, and she says, Mommy, who's that? She looks at the end of the dark hall, and there's Valak in her demonic nun outfit, ready to <laughs> absorb your soul and take it god knows where it's just not that even was absorb the, that's a nice word she's ready to fucking eat you up with yeah. her nasty teeth the de- <laughs> she's gonna defile you exactly <laughs> oh rob's so. like oh wait i'm, I'm back interested, <laughs> well, I, I'm interested. <laughs> I picked her to to screw so i guess uh that's what i get uh, get to look forward to <laughs> but you know one thing i do want to call out is i one thing that i liked about you know there were just like a large collection of scary moments that are happening right the thing that i liked about them was that I feel like at this point we've seen so so many scary movies and we get tired of something haunting or something mm. terrifying happening happening to someone. They go to another room and they try to tell everyone what they saw and absolutely nobody believes them. They can't recreate it. This movie subverted that over and over again when Janet would get scared by, you know, um, something like a movement in, in her bed. Her sister would be in disbelief, but then they would both get haunted. Mm-hmm. So now it's almost like, okay, well, now there's some credibility that's growing to the story. And then when the boy gets chased down the hallway by the crooked man, he goes into the room. Everyone's got the lights on. The family gathers together. You start to relax because you're thinking, okay, well, they're going to say, oh, you you saw something. It's You invented it in your head. But then you start hearing him, him yelling down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. The crooked man. And I thought, wow, this is great because – it's not taking the easy way out. You're actually yeah. getting more believability and more credibility. And then the cops show up and they, of course, they're skeptical. But then they experience something. So this whole transition of 
it being like isolated scares that's been played out to death over and over again. They just flipped it on its head. And I thought I love that because I feel like they're challenging themselves to make see this is exactly why I was joking in paranormal activity if you're being haunted, go homeless. Because I feel like <laughs> exposure to the world frightens these things away because it's like, well, then this is exactly why we don't have footage, like actual footage of demons or or whatever, because the the lore is that they get scared by groups of people and attention. But in this movie, they were actually developing that. And um, I feel like they were challenging themselves rather than take the easy way out. So I really loved all of the the progression of the scares. And I, it was a lot. And of course it's a long ass movie, but um, I thought a lot of those um, were just well done. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I put in my notes too when the when they do the cop scene, they could have done the typical normal trope of the of the cops being like, "Oh, you're a crazy lady," and blah blah blah, and and then leaving, and then something happens. But I like that they like the cops even fucking saw it. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I like that they did that." Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, like the as far as like the scares go, God, this movie is just so well done. I mean, it's interesting too because it's like you have like the the scare sequences scenes that are very suspenseful based which is like the first uh the first bill kind of scare where she wakes up in the chair and she runs upstairs and then locks the door and she puts the chair underneath the door underneath the door handle and then she rolls over and she turns back and the chair is right by her bed and the door is open and then it's just that suspense of like you hear something coming up the hallway and it's like slow and slow and so she goes under the covers and then you hear him walking towards her the camera's like his eyes and then it pulls the blanket off i thought that was such a great sequence it's not like a jump scare in that moment but just the suspense is building for so long i really like that scene another scene i really like just for the creativity is when ed is interviewing um what's the little girl's name in this movie heard i forgot her name janet oh janet when she when he's interviewing her they're doing the thing where uh, she's like oh you guys all need to turn around and she drinks the water and then then it's showing ed's face close to the camera and then all you can see in the background behind him is blurry like a blurry person in the chair and you can clearly tell it's her sitting there to start and then as she starts talking and bill's voice comes through it the background blurriness starts to like morph slow it's so slowly the way it does where it seems like her mouth is moving and, and like her hair is gone and then you could totally see like his like jacket and shirt he's wearing blurrily yeah. in there. And I just love that whole sequence, the creativity of how they did it, the thought of how to, of why to do it. Um, I really like it's another one where it's not like it's not scary to me, but it's just visually fucking cool. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I rewound that a couple of times and I was trying to look at the transition and what they, it seems like they do is they take her, they, they take her hairline and the, the light is shining off of her forehead and they slowly blur that into the, her hairline turning into his mouth. Wow. And I rewound it a couple times. It's, it's genius the way they edited that. It's yeah. super so cool. Great. It's super cool. Like as much as this movie scares me and it's, it's, there's just so much of it. Like I appreciate. And that goes back to like, like these movies, Conjuring one and two were like the movies that got me like back into horror, you know, from like not watching them as a kid and shit because just they're so well done. They're mm-hmm. so well done. They're so well thought out. They're so well written. And then of course they're scares, which I can kind of put myself through you know i have to get a couple pairs of underwear but you know i have to do it it's okay but uh yeah by by the way rob like having been the person that used to sleepwalk 
right? And you would just wake up in random parts of the house. How did this movie, you know, there was that scene where she tied, she kept sleepwalking. So she tied her hand to the bedpost and her waking moment was slamming into the ground next to the bed. That had to have gotten you a little bit at least. I like literally forgot that I slept walk until this moment you reminded me, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like completely forgot that I used to do that. Oh, wow. That's so fucked up, dude. I'm oh, going to probably sleepwalk tonight now. But the, tie your arm to the, get to a, the bed. To, you have to get my, uh, my son's jumper up and tie it to my wrist and shit. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's super. Yeah. That is super creepy, though. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know. We didn't have like a fucked up chair or anything like that in our house. So we can, uh, I could wake up and I would just wake up in the backyard. I don't know if that's more fucked up or less fucked up, but <laughs> you know, that's kind of crazy. Um, but but I did want to say like one thing that it it gets me to the Crooked Man sequence when he comes out of the dog or transforms mm-hmm. from the dog. I guess. Yeah. As much as it's like fucked up and it's like holy shit, what's happening? I have to say the 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 design and visual of the Crooked Man is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. the way he looks, his outfit, like the way he moves in sequences. Like it's another one where I'm like yes, I'm fucking frightened, but I'm just like man, this is fucking cool. You know? What did you guys think of? Like, the crooked man himself as a character what do you think greg yeah really really creative i i think he's supposed to embody uh sort of like the slender man trope that you see mm-hmm. where you've got really thin lanky proportions and it's obviously a very creepy visual but they took it to another level by putting you know throwing an umbrella into his hand he's got a <laughs> he's got this weird motion it, it's kind of resembles that animation wheel to where it's it's jittery the way that he walks so i think they were trying to replicate that when he was walking down the hallway which made it uh really really creepy i think if they could have ma- found a way to make it some type of um, live action guy like in stilts mm. or you know in actual oh. clothes rather than cgi that might have been pretty uh creepier pretty i think creepier. it would have been scary yeah they would have wow. been able to do it that way but that's crazy and you guys you two picked him to bang him like what the fuck man you guys are fucked up you know <laughs> At least, at least the nun has like normal proportions, you know? She's like a normal face. She's creepy, but you know, you guys are picking the guy. I think one of his hands was like some type of weird hook or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Laura's uh, all about the hook life, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what about you, Laura? What did you think of the crooked man, the design, and he scares with him? Oh, yeah. I thought it was really scary. On top of everything that you guys have just said, also the sound, the sound of his yeah. voice. I mean, they make it like echoey. And he's also kind of screaming when he talks. And that's just alone, really. I'm I'm definitely like an, uh, how would you describe love, that? Like aud- audio. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like sound definitely oh, gets me. Sound gets you. Mm-hmm. Right. Sound, yeah. Auto so immune? I, I don't know. Did you say audio immune? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really creepy. And you know, what I will say about the scares too, I know you guys kind of already touched on this, but not only did they have them come in like pretty fast and furious, especially compared to the original, but you don't get sick of them because they kept upping the ante. Yeah. So like in the very beginning, I was thinking, this is kind of a lot. I bet I'm going to get immune to this soon, but I didn't. Audio and it's immune. because it just kept auto. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I finally got it you right. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. So I thought that part was really well done because I, I'll admit, like, when it started off pretty strong like that, I was like, okay, this is going to get old fast, I bet. Yeah. But it really didn't. Yeah. Cause this is a long movie. It's like two hours it, and 15 it's, minutes. And, you and know? it's too it's like, long. It, they could have cut some stuff out. 
I feel like this is becoming like our theme for a while now of like, this is too long. This is too long. This is too long. It's like yeah. the, the original, I believe was like an hour and like 50 minutes. It was like right under two hours. This one goes a little bit over, uh, that mark. And I don't know what they could have cut from it. I, I don't, I don't know if there was anything to Laura's, uh, scariest scene in the basement with the water. I feel like maybe that whole scene could have been cut from this movie. It really didn't. It could have. I mean, yeah. it scared me, but it still could have been cut. Yeah. So it was I don't know too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I definitely would not cut anything as far as the characters go, because I feel like this movie, I feel like this movie does a better job of making you care for the characters and family with backstories than the original mm-hmm. did. Whether it's Ed and Lorraine, I mean, you already love them, but I love the scenes where they talk about like how they met more or less or like why they love each other, or why they married each other. I love those two sequences when they're talking to Janet. They both have like different stories of why, you know, I married him or I married her. I just love those ones so much, you know. Um, and also, like you said, Greg, the, the paranormal guy giving his little backstory, I thought was a good touch. All those things I think work well in this movie. I wouldn't cut any of that shit out, but. I would say, yeah, I mean, you have like a hundred jump scares in this movie. Like, yeah, maybe cut out a couple, you know? Uh, what, what do you think, Greg, about like the time? The time? Oh, time? Yeah, it's too long. I, that that <laughs> basement scene, I think it, it it lent to some of the, the story about thinking that the, this family was faking the whole thing because, you know, there was that mm. right after they saw the old man, something splashed in the water and then they picked that up and it was a pair of dentures. Yeah. And I think Ed was thinking that she was using it on herself and her daughter yeah. to create like that illusion. Oh. So the way that he looked at her was very sketchy. And I thought, okay, well, now you're actually introducing another aspect of this movie um, because part of this whole thing is you're feeling very skeptical of the family in general because you're not really seeing the hard evidence. Some of the hauntings are happening when Ed and Lorraine aren't in the scene. So you're questioning that. I, I know we're going to get there. But um, so some of this, these scenes that may seem extraneous, I think we're trying to play into that. Um, but if you could replace those with more of the scenes where we get to know Ed and Lorraine, I would, I would, even some of the smallest moments were my favorite. Like when they were bringing in the paranormal investigators and Ed picked up the, the shoulder cam, that bulky shoulder cam, and he's like, it's so small and light. I mean, yeah. it's such a simple throwaway line, but it's, it just endears you more to these characters. More of those, um, I think just only makes it better. So you could probably have cut, I don't know, half an hour from this movie. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a couple there's a couple of funny moments with Ed in this movie. There's the other one where um when he's talking to the mom about where is the father and she's like, oh, you know, he's not in the picture anymore. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is there any chance of uh, reconciliation? And she's like, whatever she says, she's like, oh, he fucking had kids with a guy with a girl around the corner. And he's like, and he pauses and he's like, OK, so nope. You know, it's just yeah. like a it's just like a little funny scene, which I thought was really good for him, for Ed. Um. But let's talk about the hoax then, I guess. I mean, that's really like kind of like the the middle of this movie a bit is is like what is real, what is not real. Um, what, what do you think about like the hoax storyline of this movie, Laura? I am so torn with this because in theory, I like that this is part of the storyline. I like it. I, I think it adds something new to the story. Uh, I believe it. Like as far as real life goes, I haven't watched any any of the interviews. I know Greg has. I, I really haven't done any research on the story. I think it's cool that maybe this was a hoax. Maybe it wasn't. It's kind of up to what you believe. But what I will say is, as much as I liked it in the story, I didn't actually want Ed and Lorraine to think it was a hoax. And so the whole scene where the girl did fake it, she was like throwing oh, knives right. to fake it. I was fucking pissed. 
have you guys seen the Tyra Banks meme where she's like, I was rooting for you. <laughs> what are you doing? That's exactly how I felt. Perfect. I was so upset. I was just like, no, this is real. Right. We know it's real. And Lorraine know it's real. What are you doing? I And so I'm very torn on that because then I'm like, maybe it doesn't work for me because that really pissed me off, actually. Well, you do find out that she says, the demon said that if I if I didn't get them away. I know. But then we have the whole like sequence of what happens after that. Like everyone starts to leave and that bitchy chick goes, oh, ha, ha, I knew it. It's a hoax. It's like, I don't want to see any of that, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth in it too. It's like, like ultimately we know it's real watching as a viewer. Yeah. You know, you know, it's real. Right. You, you've already had one movie before this. You know, this is real shit. If this was like the first movie in the franchise and like you have nothing else to compare to, then like watching this, maybe maybe you would be skeptical. Like, is it real or not? I don't know. I have no reference. But the fact that it's a sequel, you've already fucking shown Bill wandering around his fucking, uh, you know, his clothes and shit, scaring people. So you you already know you already know it's real at that point. So like kind of doing that, uh, it, it almost loses some of the effect to me because ultimately, like, I know it's real. It doesn't matter, you know? What did you think, Greg, about that? I actually, as much as it made you feel bad throughout the movie, because you, I was like you, Laura, I wanted Ed, Ed Lorraine to be into this and I wanted their time to be worth it and not, yeah. and I didn't want them to feel disillusioned with any of what they do and them feeling like, okay, well, we're putting our neck out on the lines to help these people. You know, you don't want them to feel, you don't want them to get betrayed, right? Um, but at the same time, I'm just it thinking does, like yeah. if I'm if I'm those kids, just imagine you're in this house, you're experiencing this crazy paranormal shit that you're going through every single day. One more minute of it is the most haunting, terrifying, traumatic thing you've ever experienced. And yet you have the two greatest paranormal investigators in the world coming there to help you out. And yet it's taking days, weeks, months for them to buy into it and actually bring in a priest to exercise the house or do whatever they have to do. I would be so impatient as a kid. I'd be like, what else more do you have to see? I would start faking things. I would start like breaking windows and tipping over fridges and being like, okay, is is this convincing enough? It's sad because I, I feel like in this type of situation, it's a house that's built on sticks. Like one small break or one lie that's exposed will just destroy all of the truth that they've been and the credibility they've been working to build. And it's to, to me that whole dynamic just seems real. Um, and seeing how the kids were just desperately looking for help, um, and just the struggle of what Ed and Lorraine have to deal with in terms of getting the, the church to buy in. This is so beyond a kid's imagination. They don't know what they have to go through. Um, all they know is that they're being haunted every single day. So I thought it was very realistic. Uh, I do have to say, watching the actual BBC footage on, on YouTube, these these girls look like they're such they're so full of shit. Really? Oh, see, that's what I was thinking. Really? Oh yeah. no! Just the way that their mannerisms and the way they're talking, it just looks like this janky news crew came into their home and like they called them up it seems like and started filming that day and it was just (laughs) i don't know the actual footage looks very suspect but you never know so if this was an actual paranormal thing that was happening who knows how these kids are going to react you know who knows what we would do that'd be funny though if like if like the two percent they quote unquote faked was like her with a bed sheet on her head and she's like (laughs) (laughs) she's like a ghost (laughs) 
That's crazy, man. That's crazy. In the clip you watched, Greg, did they play the audio clip of her doing the Bill voice? Because I heard that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. So they play a few clips. There's the guy with the, the Albert Einstein guy. He pulls out a recorder and you can actually hear her barking and doing these weird mm. – and I have to say like she – over the recordings, her voice, her demonic deep voice does sound pretty convincing. And I would say, worst case, she's a really good vocal actress, right? So she can do that. But then the scene where he's interviewing her and she's just doing the voice like in front of the camera, it's like she's actually having a conversation in that voice. It just sounds like a person doing a weird voice, like me going, uh, uh. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a mix of ridiculousness and you know some mystery wow that's crazy yeah. that's crazy um let's, let's talk quickly before we get to the ending here of one of my favorite scenes ed playing a guitar singing an elvis song i mean jesus christ like i, I put in my notes i want to fuck this guy like, <laughs> like good lord like, yeah he's fuckable oh he's bangable for a show yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just like like oh my god like you said greg like what can't this guy do you know he's fucking a plumber in this movie the original movie he's a mechanic he's fixing their car like right. a painter <laughs> like like what did you guys think of that scene when he's really just showing like i don't know like who he is and the love he has for everybody and shit what do you think Laura. I loved it. I actually cried because uh, <laughs> the one Elvis song he sang when fools rush in is actually my husband and I walked down the aisle to that instrument really? in our wedding. Wow. So I 100% cried. Plus just like seeing the kids looking at him and just being like, they can finally breathe and relax and they're enjoying themselves. They're laughing. They're kind of maybe remembering their dad, but fondly, not negatively. And then of course his wife is also looking at him just like, you're the best. Like, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck the shit oh, out of you. Oh, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to mount you later. Just wait. Oh my God. you like you're a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I loved that scene. Hey, you're right. Like I've never actually been attracted to this actor, but fuck. Yeah. You can do all that <laughs> shit. I'm sign me up, man. You didn't want to bang him in, in uh was it Insidious he was in? Was it Insidious he was in? No, I definitely don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> but but give him but give him a guitar and he's good to go, Laura. <laughs> give him that Elvis voice. Yeah, hell there you yeah. Go. What about you, Greg? You wanna ba- you wanna bang Ed? <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, look, this, this scene was great. I'm serious. So we've been going through so much hell up to this point. Like these kids are just being terrorized on yeah. the daily. It's stressing me out as a viewer, you know, and I feel like this is one of the, I think one of the traits that, you know, a father or male, you know, a leader should exude with his family is let's rally the troops, let's calm down, let's relax and be a team and mm-hmm. not stress. It, it's a vibe that that he's bringing to this family that desperately needed. And they're almost like his children in this. I, I almost felt I was convinced that these are his kids in this movie. I almost forgot they had a daughter that was waiting. across. You know, <laughs> I mean, you forget States. in the first one, too. Yeah. They, it's like kind of sad. You know, they have to keep helping with other families. But. It's it's great. Like just gathering everybody together, insisting that there be music in the house to lift the spirits and yeah. just joking about, you know, the whole thing. Don't make fun of me and you talking to Lorraine, especially you don't make fun of me. And I mean, it's just such a great, like you said, Laura, uh, breather in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's exactly the same scene, I believe, in the first movie when they're making breakfast and they're cooking eggs yep. and getting everybody yep. comfortable. And I think the mom says, like, wow, we haven't felt like this, like normal again in a long time. It's the exact same sequence. I mean, I didn't want to bang Ed when he was making bacon, but give him a guitar and I'm good to go, you know? Um, so it's such a good scene. It's such a good scene. I, I love it. I can't stop talking about it, you know? Um, 
I'm gonna want to change my screw stair slate to just Ed. Ed is all of them, you know. I wanna, well, I wish Ed was an option as well, but yeah, it, well, he be, wasn't. So. Be, be too obvious. Be too obvious. What about yeah. if What about if Bill Wilkins had a guitar, Laura? You want to bang him? No. <laughs> what if he sings the Elvis song to you? Is that better? No. What no? if he sings "My House in the Middle of the Street"? He's no. Like, my house. <laughs> Sexy. None of this. It's not, a, it's not attractive. No, it's not attractive. Okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I just have a visual. <laughs> it's just scary. Um, <laughs> all right, Don't uh, ever tell me you have a visual of anything ever yeah, I know. again. <laughs> I know. It's scary. <laughs> all right, Laura, do you want to set up the ending in this movie? Because really, after that, it's to the end sequence of this movie. Do you want to set it up? Yeah. So the thing with the ending is, is that. Lorraine has had this premonition through most of the movie that Ed was going to die and he was going to die by being impaled by like a sharp object. And so as we get towards the end, um, we have Janet in the house pretty much locked up by herself and she's fully possessed by Bill. Um, we think is Bill at the time. And what happens is because we've thought this might be a hoax, Ed and Lorraine are on their way on a train, like they're headed back to the airport to go back to America. And it's all of a sudden then that Ed realizes that when he puts two tapes together, he can kind of hear uh, like a hidden message. And in that moment, finally, without Valak using Bill as like a shield, she can finally get that image and that premonition of knowing like, oh, shit. It's not Bill. He's just been a pawn. This girl is actually possessed. She's been possessed by that evil nun, Valak. They have to go back. And they do. And when they get back, you know, she's uh, the little girl. Janet is possessed in the house all by herself. And they're having trouble getting in. And Ed basically says before he somehow gets into the house, like, I know you're having visions of me dying. And maybe that's the case. But like, I can't say no to this family. I can't not help them. So he finds his way into the house. You know, it's going to be super dangerous for him. Lorraine is freaking the fuck out. And, you know, the final climax of this movie is the girl walks herself at, don't laugh at climax. Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're talking about it was hard to get in and climax and, yeah, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing Ed, so I, uh, it's all good to me. <laughs> wow. Definitely was easy to get in. I know that. Um. <laughs> All right, come on, Rob. Fools, fools don't rush in. All right, that's true. That's true. Come on. Yeah, don't ruin my song. Don't ruin it. Oh, first oh wedding song. It's me and Ed making out. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the girl, she has basically uh, up on the second story window. She's about to just fall to her death. And there is a tree that got hit by lightning huge branch that will impale anyone that falls on it. And so that's kind of the premonition we've been seeing. And Ed is there holding on to her, barely making it. And that's when the whole showdown between the nun, Valak, and Lorraine gets in the house, goes down. And it's really horrifying. I mean, I remember when I saw this in theaters, I've only seen this movie twice now. When I saw this in theaters, I thought Ed was going to die. I thought that's what they mm. were going to do. Wow. Because I didn't know that there was going to be a third movie or yeah. you know, that it would move It's completely on. plausible. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, good prevails. Um, she, I guess I didn't say that she remembers her name and she has a... You know, a message come to her that basically you have power over this demon if you know its name. And this fucking demon gave her her name like 18 times through the movie. So, of course, <laughs> Lorraine can figure out her name. 
And that's all it takes to rid of her. She tells her, I, what did she say? I curse you out or send, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. send you to right. hell or curse you to hell. Send you, send you to Rob's bedroom. Yeah. From meeting her. Ew. That's where she went. <laughs> oh Wait, after talking about Ed, you want fucking no, Malik back? I'm just saying, or? like, I, I've already made my decision on the opening. I can't change it now, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what did you think of the ending, Greg? The sequence itself? Uh, what do you think? Sequence wise, first thing that bugged the hell out of me, uh, no pun intended. This guy that's trying to break down the doorway with the axe. Mm. He's oh, the yeah. worst axe swinger yeah. in the history of axe swingers. I don't know what he was doing. Swing at below elbow level. Like, come on, guy. You're not going to get to the door in a million years doing that. I, so and also get- Lorraine gets in and he's still axing away. Like- he's like, yeah, chopping at the <laughs> don't know what the guy was doing (laughs) so i don't know whatever but i do want to say that i'm a little bit confused by valak and i i don't understand so maybe you guys can help me work this out okay valak was haunting ed and lorraine in the united states they go over to visit this family to try to help get rid of an actual demon bill right because his intention is i want people out of my house this is this is my house get out that's all that his uh, in- intention tells us. But then Valak travels overseas with Ed and Lorraine. Like, how did she get to this house? And is her objective or his or her objective as a demon to just take over the girl's body and kill her? I, I just didn't get. Maybe you guys can help me. Yeah. Work out, I like, mean, what is the purpose of Valak? For for me, the way I think about it is Valak. Uh, I don't know if technically haunting Ed and Lorraine in the United States is actually right. a thing. Yeah, I, th- I think what it is, like she said, is, or like Ed said, is, is God is giving her these visions to, you know, they, he, God knows that they're going to go to London and try to help this family. The, the Valak is trying to get this girl's soul. That's all Valak really cares about. God is the one giving Lorraine these visions. And I think in giving her these visions, Valak notices the visions. And that's why Valak is attacking her. Not because he wants Lorraine. He's just like, what are you fucking doing here? Like, how do you know about me? So I'm going to fucking attack you back. Yeah, this is okay. That actually makes a little bit more sense because the whole time I was thinking, well, why would Valak give away her own name? If that's the one thing that can do her presence. But you're saying God essentially was giving that message to Lorraine. And that's exactly how I took it as well. Like that's Lorraine's skill. That's her trade. So Mm -hmm. of course she's going to get these premonitions. And like the fact that she got it during the whole Lutz opening, that doesn't make any sense. Like she wasn't behind, that wasn't the demon behind the Lutz shit. Right. It's just, that's, that's how it comes to her. It comes all jumbled and yeah. You know, at random times and okay. helps them in the end. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, aside from a little bit of confusion I have, which thanks for clearing it up, um, I thought it was a really cool uh, ending. You know, they, they left and you think, I don't know, I'm convinced that it's a hoax at this point because you see the girl fabricating the damage in the kitchen on film. So you wonder, there's a part of this that's not, that's actually real, but you just don't know what to believe at this point. So when they go back and he puts the pieces together, uh, it was it was kind of cool. Again, at this point, you're getting toward the end of like a two hour movie. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I was feeling a little bit angst, you know. Oh, totally. Angsty, like okay, a, the, the lightning bolt stripped the tree of its branches. Now we're getting to her premonition. I kind of wanted them to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, Ed yep. burned his eyes on that ga- on the hot steam. You know, again, a lot of these things. It's like. You were ready for this scene about 30 minutes prior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
You agree, Laura? Same thing. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. For me, like I, I do agree. I mean, I don't think the end sequence is the problem. I think it's you know cutting stuff from the middle of this movie yeah. to make that that come a little bit quicker. There you go. Um, Ooh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All Hannah. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but I do, I do like the the steam in Ed's eyes trick. I, I do like the fact that it's giving you something that you didn't see in the original movie was making him visually impaired. And I just like the sequence of of everything blurry. You're trying to see what's going on. It seems like sound is muffled at that point. I thought it was a good technique to use at the end to give you something different. Because if without that, you have the same exact ending as the first one. He's going to go up yeah. there. He's going to vanquish. He's going to say some type of spell and that's it. You know, so at least this gives you something else where it actually puts it on her instead of the first movie was more on him. Oh, um, that's right. He was more or less saving her life in the first one. And she's doing the opposite. She's like returning the favor. Kind of a bit, kind of a bit, you know. Um, but so I yeah. like that. I like, I liked that move a bit to do that. Um, yeah. And then the, the end, of course, just with, with Valak and she remembers his name. And it's kind of like you think about it. It's almost like it's a little too fast. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, I know your name. Get out of here. And he's like, all right, bye. Peace. You know, it's yeah, like, there's after not such a long movie too. Yeah. There's not like a fight really. He throws her against yeah. the wall, but like that's it, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, but I, I do like the ending. I like the ending. But what did you think of the ending, Laura? Yeah, I liked it, but I actually agree with everything you're saying. I mean, I know we're basically there, but I will say that as well done as this movie is, to me, it's not the original. Mm. The original is still for me the best. I, I did want to ask, like, better end sequence, the first movie or this movie, the end sequence. Oh, the sequence. first one. The first really? one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I go back and forth because the first one has the husband who's just such a doof. He's just a goober at the end of that movie. He's just like, oh, like, what's happening? Like, I mean, that's a, that's true. That's true. But it ruins the end of the first movie to me, that character. This one. No, didn't have they it. have like they have a full exorcism in the first one. And I mean, for, also for me, like this is a mom that's been fully possessed and is after her youngest child. So that really affects me. Like, holy shit. Like and, and then we talked about this a lot with the first Conjuring episode. Like what is now going to happen to that family? Like those. <laughs> Those kids are going to grow up like mommy tried to kill me. Oh, I, I still think that's crazier. Mm -hmm. I think I'm the opposite. I think I like this end sequence better than the original. Because to me, mm. like I said, the original one was the husband bugged me at the end. And then also I didn't like at the end of the first uh, Conjuring movie, the whole thing where she's like, remember your family. And she like remembers yeah. them on the beach. And it's such like a shitty shot of them on the beach. It seems so like the light is all weird. And then there's that picture of them. It seems so photoshopped. And so like that ending completely did not work for me in the first movie. When this movie, I thought the ending worked really well. Like, everything seemed it was supposed to be there everybody was acting really good it wasn't like the mom was standing in the corner like looking at the paint like acting like nothing was going on um what do you think greg where are you at first for second um i mean I, it's it's hard to say i think the first conjuring movie is, is better overall just because it's more original and that's what you're used to um i i guess i kind of didn't like how it, it wrapped it up too too neatly in this mm. one i mean i figured if she just knew the name months ago she could have just yeah. ended it quickly that just yeah. seems like a what do you call it a ghost in the machine what's that what's that phrase deus ex machina where it's like oh suddenly we have a solution to something out of nowhere that that was yeah. convenient wasn't it 
But yeah, I, I think they're they're comparable in certain ways, but um, it's it's hard to, to go against the original to me. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Oh, I forgot to ask you guys at the beginning, uh, which movie has a better opening? The Annabelle or the Amityville? Which one do you like better? Amityville. Ooh, Amityville, Amityville yeah. better? Yeah. Is, is that just because the nun, though? It's just scarier. All in all, for me, mm. yeah. Like, I really Oof. wish they could. I wish, really wish they could have tied in the Ryan Reynolds Amityville and like when they show him. Well, in the, in the yeah, mirror. me too. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, because there's that one scene in the opening of this where they show like her reflection in a mirror, and it would have just been great if it was Ryan Reynolds shirtless in his pajamas, like with his abs. Oh, you know? <laughs> okay. Let's redo the question. We've got Ed, we've got Ryan Reynolds, and then we've got whatever one of your other picks. Oh, the, the, the psychic guy Greg keeps talking about, call him Newton, Isaac Newton or something like that, you know? <laughs> Those could be our, you know, slay, stay, or screw, stay, okay. or slay. You want yeah. to redo it? We got a little bit of time. We're not that long on time here. Uh, oh, shit. Wh- what, what do you think? What do you think, Laura? <laughs> totally joking. What do you think? Screw, stay, or slay? Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds? Oh, shit. I am going to screw Ryan Reynolds. Wait, 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 Easy. wait, wait. But do we have to put it in the fact of, like, it's not Ryan Reynolds. You have to screw the Lutz guy from Amnival Horror so he kills his family. Doesn't matter. He still oh looks God. like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm going to wow. screw Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Laura's is licking the blood off his abs. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to stay with Ed Warren. Oh my God. Like mm. I would be the happiest woman in the world. And then I don't know. Who's your third guy? The crooked slay- man. Or, no, not, yeah. not crooked man. No, the psychic guy in this movie. What's his name, Greg? You keep calling him. Oh, Einstein. Einstein. The, the psychic guy. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, slay, slay him. Slay him. Uh, I forgot to do the sound effects, Laura. Okay. So you got Laura with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. There you go. <laughs> About accurate, accurate. Okay. accurate. Okay, all right. And what was your second one? And you're you're marrying Ed. This one seems oh, too yeah. obvious. Now I think it's too obvious. Duh. Yeah. Marrying Ed. I mean, God, people want to marry Ed. And then, uh, yeah, the you're, sl- you're slaying uh, Sir Isaac Newton, whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? Who are you? Who are you boning? Who are you marrying? Are you gonna slay? I'm not changing. I don't know if if it's because Laura and I were. Ed and Lorraine Warren today were linked in the mind or what, but I'm going with her picks too. I mean, yeah. you got to go screw Reynolds, wow. Kiel Einstein, and and Mary Elvis, of course. Mary Elvis? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the obvious one. Dang. See, I, I hate that because I, I don't like giving the same answers as you guys. I feel like I want to be, you know, contrarian over here. Well, um, good, because I don't want to have to share with more than just Greg at this point. So <laughs> you need different answers. <laughs> you want to share? You want sloppy seconds and thirds and shit like that, you know? No? Oh, man. I guess I guess for me then, um, man, yeah, I can't, I can't be different then because I do love Ed Warren. I'm easily marrying Ed Warren. That's that's obvious, you know? I can, met him, I can wed him and bet him at the same time so that's not a problem there uh, <laughs> yeah i guess yeah ryan reynolds of course i mean who's not gonna bone that guy you know um right got that going on there um yeah <laughs> we're easily killing uh socrates whatever we're calling him now um <laughs> going down the list of philosophers in, in the history. anybody oh. i saw in the bill and ted original movie yeah that was in that movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there we go so that's uh our second uh screw stare slay segment there you're welcome for the audio effects uh so let's get to we're, we're not going to really go through ratings i didn't really pull any but we'll just kind of say them and get to ours a bit there um so the the rotten tomatoes for this movie you have a critic score of 80 percent and an Ooh. audience score of 81 percent. so pretty much 80 percent across the board of conjuring 2 
Just for reference, the original Conjuring had a critic score of 86% and an audience score of 83%. So people universally did like the original better than this movie, but I mean, not by much. Um, let's see. So let's get to our ratings now. Uh, one, <laughs> one to five. How many, how many, how many crooked dicks are you giving this movie? <laughs> <laughs> that was the one Laura picked to bang, so she's I think she's giving this movie all she can, you know? You give it five. Might be our first six ratings, she has to give it more than one. Um, <laughs> Alright, so uh so one to five one to five, you can get in a little bit of positive to negative, so you can do it quickly. One to five, let's start with Greg then. How many crooked dicks do you give in this movie, Greg? I have to say, and this may be controversial, but I, th- I found myself more scared by this movie than the first. Mm, yeah. There's a lot more scares in this movie. There's a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a lot more. And for a more prolonged period of time, I think one thing yeah. that James Wan does so freaking good is making you see and experience the scene from the ground level or rather the floor level, right? From the character's perspective. They did this over and over again, and it got me every single time. First of yeah. all, there's lots of silence, right? You're, yeah. it's in the middle of the night, lots of shadows. You're inside the home, right? So you feel like it's sort of invading your personal space and you're also kind of trapped because you got walls around you. Um, and he does a lot of this where he puts the camera behind the, the kid's head. So you feel like you're, you're the kid sitting on the ground. And when the, when the child looks left or right, the camera sort of pans with the cone of vision. So, a little bit of what you're seeing in the scene is revealing as the child is seeing it too. So I don't know. It just really puts you there. Um, and it made me think of that, that quote by Roman Polanski where he says that movies should make you forget that you're sitting in the theater. Mm. Right. So I feel like this movie did that a lot, especially in the home. And it scared me a lot. Like I was <laughs> joking with you guys before we jumped on here that I broke this movie up into pieces like three days because I had to <laughs> stop it when I was, was getting a little bit scared, you know, three in the morning watching Volok <laughs> float down the hallway or whatever <laughs> she was doing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was insane. So scare-wise, I mean, like, they really nail it. Um, and of course, just if this movie doesn't make you absolutely fall in love with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I don't know what will. They're just too damn adorable. Um but again, the, and then I would just say negatives. I was confused. I'm glad you guys helped clear up the whole purpose and plot behind Valak. But watching the movie, I was a little bit confused by it. So that like the story fell a little bit flat. But you know, even though the, they lost a little bit of originality, because like you said, Rob, they kind of copied the same formula as the first movie. I feel like it still works. Mm-hmm. So I do want to give bonus points. So I'm going to give this um three and three quarters crooked dicks. <laughs> Is that three quarter just like a really crooked dick? It's a little extra. Yeah, it's like a there's it's a thirty, it's curving there's a 30 all the way, degree angle. It's like all the way back around to himself. Goes all the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're just pissing in your own mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to say, like, I, the reason why I love Zoom is because I. I get to see like Laura's reaction to the thing that things that Rob says and vice versa. This is just pure entertainment. Like every week. I love this. Like Laura, your face just now was, I was disgusted. Yeah. yeah. I feel like half <laughs> the then, stuff. It's like one second of you being absolutely horrified and the next second going, Oh, it came from Rob. So yeah, you yeah. immediately normalize. <laughs> it's just funny. It's like, I feel like half, of Laura's experience on this pod is just like, I can't believe I'm hearing these things I've never thought I would ever hear in my life. Like, <laughs> a crooked And then dick. I start saying them. Yeah, that's like true. A minute right. later. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So three, what was it, Greg? 3.35 or something like that? What the hell did you do? 3.75. I said three and three quarters as if to there we go. give right. you a, a unit of inch. <laughs> All right. There we go. Does this, does it, inches work when it's crooked? Is that, is that how it works? I don't know. I don't it's... know, man. Maybe you can write a report for me. <laughs> Come back next week. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Pull some type of Socrates quote. I'm yeah. literally trying to think about this question. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's stop. I was. I. I, I have more questions, but let's, let's stop here. Okay. Uh, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. What's it called? Where are you at, Laura? One to five. How many crooked dicks? Greg and I are staying on this married train because I also gave this movie three point seven five. That's been the. I have not changed in that regard. I think this movie is great. I love so much about it. I was horrified watching it. I do think it's too long. I do think it's not as great as the original. <laughs> Should have been a little more crooked. <laughs> not so straight. Um, yeah, like I just, I love Ed and Lorraine so much. And the nun scares the shit out of me. I mean, really, I was scared. So yeah, 3.75, which is great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I forget, Laura, uh, did you, what was your original score from this movie? From I mean, this ori- movie? I mean, or- sorry, original score for the first movie, for the original we movie. We all gave the first movie four and a half. Four all and a half. Them, all three of us, wow. yeah. And you're going to 3.75 now for this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, man. Dang, for me, like, man, I, I just said I like the ending better than the first movie. Um, I think overall, man, it's hard. Overall, the first movie might be just overall a better movie. The first time it's like I said, it's the first time it's ever been done. It's a shorter time frame. It gets to the point. But, uh, <laughs> so I guess if I gave the original one a 4.5, <laughs> if I gave the original one a 4.5, oh. I, I do really like this one. I'm going to say a four. I'm going to say four. Nice. Yeah. Solid four crooked dick. Wait, are we talking four inches? Because that's not solid. <laughs> Could be, be solid. Come on. Hey, don't, don't hate the four inches out there. It's messed up. Wait, right? no, this is a, so this is a British movie. So we have to go with the metric four system. Pounds. So four, <laughs> oh, I was going to say four centimeters, but then four pounds. <laughs> Laura went to money for some reason. Wait, a four pound, a four pound dick? That seems like a lot. Is that a lot or a little? I don't. I mean, I can tell you guys right now, I've never weighed my genitalia. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Measuring, maybe, but I've never put it on a scale. I don't know how much four pounds is. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't think about it, but as soon as she said, let's go British, I was like, pounds, pounds. Okay. All right. Well, I'm giving a four pound crooked dick. So I don't know if that's big or small or what. The, I think that's pretty big, though. Yeah, that's I a pretty. I think you're right. We need yeah. to go <laughs> No, I like pounds better now. I like it better. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, again, sorry, Mom, for, for these ratings right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's it for our review, for our ratings here. Uh, pounds, inches, whatever you want, as long as you keep it, uh, keep it straight. Uh, let's see. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see. So where are we at? So, uh, that's it for this week's review. Like I said, uh, we, we're going to be ending sequel September next week. Uh, this is Laura's, uh, pick next week. Pick your poison. Laura, are you able to speak? Uh, what do you, so what are we doing next week, Laura? What's going on? We are doing wine and stein. It's goosebumps time, baby. Talk about a yes. sequel, not really a sequel, but a series. 
one of I think all th all three of us read the Goosebumps books when we were yeah. younger, right? Mm -hmm. all, okay, yep. great. Yep. Yeah, so I think that this is just very generational, like our our age group, uh, older millennials. I think is where we all kind of fall, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we all read Goosebumps, and I think that, and I want to explore, but I think it had a lot to do with why our generation tends to love horror movies now. I think there's a huge, uh, you know, correlation there. And so I want to just have some good wine. I want to talk, you know, goosebumps books that you remember from when you were a kid, uh, you know, ones you want to spot out, how you feel like that shaped your love for horror now, or maybe your distaste for horror. I don't know. Nice. All right. Have cool, a good time. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds exciting for next week. All right. Uh, remember, keep sending in conjecture choice picks so we can have more uh, movies to watch for future future episodes. Uh, you can contact us, email conjecturingpod at gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Also, check out our website. You can send us emails there, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, also, check out the merch. Check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturingpod. And lastly, please remember, subscribe, rate, review our podcast, whatever you're listening to, and check out the Slash and Cast podcast network, slashandcast.network. So that's it from the Gold Room time. It's been Picturing. Uh, I've been uh, Crooked Rob. <laughs> uh, none Laura, apparently. I'll take Annabelle Craig. I'll do it. Yeah. All right. There you go. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, remember, horror subjectives and conjecture your way. See ya. I am so sorry. Goodbye. <laughs>
And he basically, so our house, uh, this master bedroom was actually taken away from the backyard. We have a really big backyard, but it was even bigger originally. Mm. He built this master bedroom. Uh, you know, he used the space from the backyard and it's pretty new and he made the house bigger. And apparently in this neighborhood, it's pretty common that people have wells and most of them are now under the houses and they've had to block them. So we're just all sitting on top of like blocked wells. You're living the ring. You're living in the ring yeah. movie, basically. Yeah. And I was like, great. You tell me this right before I have to do the Conjuring 2 recording. <laughs> some fucking long haired bitch is going to crawl out of that well into my bedroom while I'm recording. And I am she's fucked. You look over. She's laying in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, I'm literally, I'm literally sitting over a well right now. Right now, that's is yes, it, is it's it under in that room? this bedroom. Yes. Well, yeah, she doesn't know exactly where in the bedroom, but somewhere in the bedroom area. Is that why we've been experiencing all of this paranormal activity? It's always in the room. Maybe. Well, we keep thinking it's your attic, but it's not. It's underneath the house. Yeah, and like the flickering lights have only happened in the bedroom. They've not ever happened in the living room. Oh, whoa, man! Dang, I feel like. I think our first episode back, season three, we got to do the ring. No. <laughs> so we just full out. Laura's disappears first episode. This she's is gone. what we have to do. Like Laura, I don't know how much it'll take, but we're getting you into the crawl space of your house <laughs> to go check out the well. You know, hey, you're the utilities person, yeah, you're the right? You're the fixer. You got to go fix There's some electrical guys- conduit. Go down there and guys, check out the well. There is multiple crawl spaces in this house. Whoa. Rob, we got to do a recording down there. Oh man, that'd be it'd be like a, it'd be next like to the, the well. It'd, it'd be like in the visit, or like we're we're going like gorillas underneath our house. <laughs> my, Charging my, like water buffaloes. My, and- my ass is hanging out of my nightgown. so crazy now now we know i guess it's now not we your, know that is the attic. answer it's under the house whoa that's fucked up laura uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what they put in those wells before they covered it up right that's the ideal right? place to hide something a body yeah nefarious mm-hmm. right right yeah whoa uh, totally can you at least stick a like a camera like a, a go <laughs> <laughs> like, stick a gopro up in there and see what's you know what do you call it? A, a selfie stick or put a put a cat cam down there. Oh, yeah, put your cat cam down there. <laughs> throw in your put it. No, put a put a GoPro on your cat and then throw your cat under. Listen, there. listen to me. This I am dying to get a picture of the well. Please, Whoa. somehow. How am I going to get a picture of the well? It's under the room. Like what? It's, the, it's well, you have a crawl space. Get, get That's a, where get you're, your, you're. Get your axe. Start break, start breaking down your, your floor. Have like you never guy. been in there? You just got to crawl. <laughs> Another good and I want to put it up on the TikTok and let it blow up. Of <laughs> Laura know. getting sucked in her crawl space. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like the Wicked Witch. Her feet are just dangling out and then they're gone. Dude, what if we were recording this and I just went flying backwards like, <gasps> like someone was pulling me? <laughs> That'd be awesome. You guys would be like, well, our friend's dead, but we're faints now. <laughs> we did it. We found it. We did it, guys. Rob, oh, we have my. to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices have Whoa. to be made, right? Man, that's crazy, Laura. Dang. It's actually kind of sad. The reason he had an extra washer and dryer is because his stepson died. And so he gave us his washer and dryer. Wait. You, you received a washer and dryer from someone who was just deceased? 
When, when and did you, this? And you, did you put it over the well? Did you install oh, it the well? That soul's his soul's in the well now. You know that? No, because that's the laundry room, and the well's under the bedroom. Laura, let me ask you this. Yeah, how fucked up are you with your house? How many exactly? How many spirits do you want haunting you? You already had one. Now you probably yeah. got two. <laughs> You're burning <laughs> sage at the wrong end and oh. doing all kinds of stuff. You're gonna definitely have like socks. Your socks are gonna go missing like crazy now. He's gonna be pissed off. Your underwear's gone. You're like, what the hell? You know what's weird? <laughs> I, have, I haven't done laundry since he brought the new stuff in. I've just oh, been really? like, I, I have a weird thing where I'm like not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What if like, in, you know, like instead of my house, like Bill, like you're washing your clothes and he's like, my washing machine, <laughs> <laughs> my washer, my wash, my suds. <laughs> It does feel weird. Like, I, I like wish a, you wouldn't have told like, me that. Like a, it's like a bubble ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wa- oh, water ghost. Back to water, Laura. You in water. Ooh, that's right. Oh, hey. man. I mean, I've, <clears throat> I have a feeling like the very first time you use it, Laura, it's going to be like, it's going to make noises. And it's going to be like, oh, what's going on? And Laura's like, oh, I'm the fucking handyman. Let me stick my head inside the washer to see what's going on. <laughs> the lid just shuts on you and starts spinning your head around. Oh, man. 100%. If you hooked up the water supply line from the well to the oh. washing machine, Whoa. it's definitely conjuring his spirit <laughs> immediately. I feel like that would make a mega spirit. It's like Power Rangers. Like, they come together no, into a mega demon. <laughs> water powers unite, and it's like two water demons together. <laughs> it's like the no. thing. It's like a demon, and then the like kid's a, head is in the chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how you just did that, you're like... It's like, uh, his head pops out. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dang. I don't know. I'm not going to Laura's house anymore. Fuck this I know. Shit. Me neither. Yeah. No. You're on, you guys are on your own. 